Hey guys, it's Ashley Kirkwood with the Currency of Confidence podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to level up in your confidence and get what you want out of life. You are in for a special treat today as today's episode will be featuring my live taping of the podcast. So you're going to hear the laughs, the comedy, and the content that you missed if you were not there live in Chicago for my very first live taping. It was amazing and the audience was cracking up due to the comedy provided by Lady Lunchabelle. So I want to share that with you all. Please enjoy. We also had a DJ and vendors and all that fun stuff, but listen up. Here we go. All right, so I'm about to bring out the host with the most. One of my one of my good friends whom I love so very dearly. She put some time and effort into this, and I'm so happy that you guys are coming and sharing her vision with her. We're celebrating her birthday as well. We're celebrating her birthday. We're celebrating her birthday as well. But can y'all put y'all hands together and give her as much energy as you can? One a, a, a phenomenal woman, uh, Ashley Kirkwood. Cool and this is the remix for the city. Let's just start snapping. Crack hit bleak on the jack like, let's make it happen. Oh, it's me. You stop me. I'm all the way up. So, so glad y'all are here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for weathering the storm. Oh my gosh. I got so many calls like, have you considered the weather? I'm like, I could do a lot of things, but last I checked, I don't control the weather. So I don't know whether, like when people call me with big problems like weather, I'm like, hmm. I don't know whether to be like offended, like are you just trying to get me off my square? Or whether to be like, you know, like, like I should feel good about that. Like y'all think I control the weather. Well, thank you, I do not. But it did stop before the show, so give it up to God for that. <laughs> so today we have a lot of awesome, awesome segments for you all. First off, do you like this dress? This dress was sponsored by House of Divas. They are out there right now selling their clothes. Is Marquita in here? Okay, she's out at her vendor table. She provided this dress. I can't really see in the audience if she is in here. Thank you, Marquita. Um, she provided this dress and it, it came after I had another designer who was sponsoring me and they pulled out, right? And Marquita saw a Facebook post and was like, girl, come to my house, I got clothes. I went to her house, she had it laid out like I was a celebrity. It was like racks of clothes. She's like, mm, let's see how that looks. Yeah, turn out, try something else on. And she gave this dress to me free of charge for the show. So we need to make sure that we really, really, really support her. She's a millennial entrepreneur. All the entrepreneurs out there, all of the vendors have been amazingly supportive, sharing posts, doing what they need to do. So we need to make sure that we support them. Is that all right? All right, we need to like try to sell them out. That's what I'm thinking we should do. So the show is free, support black businesses. I am now a full-time entrepreneur, support me. <laughs> um, and make sure that we just show our love. So I want you all to just have an open mind, be ready for a great, great, great conversation. Here's how it'll go. I'll introduce the segment. The first segment is Raising Confident Kids. Who has kids? Put my hand down. 
I don't got no kids. I don't got no announcements, neither. Okay, cool. So that's the segment, and I'm interviewing my parents for that segment, right? So they're going to come out, and we're going to talk about raising confident kids, how they raised me, what they did, what they didn't do, and some tougher issues. And then we're going to have a Q&A. So we'll take one to two questions per segment, just to keep it moving. Ask questions. Ask questions. It's adults here. I don't see any little kids, and I don't hear any. So this is for adults. It's an adult show for adults and adult conversation. It's the live taping of my podcast, Currency of Confidence. So support that. And we're going to have a good time, right? So y'all ready to get started? OK. I have the distinct pleasure of announcing my parents. They are phenomenal, phenomenal parents. They did a great job raising myself and my brother. And so we're going to have them come up, Valerie and Keith, Pastor Keith Williams of Cornerstone Christian Fellowship. And Cornerstone Christian Fellowship actually sponsored this segment. So we definitely want to support the church. It's 4101 Flossmoor Road, Country Club Hills, Illinois. So if you're looking for a church home, please do check us out. So let's give up another round of applause for my parents. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for being guests on the Currency of Confidence podcast. I wouldn't miss it for the world. <laughs> So I've been instructed that because my dad can talk like me, I should ask my mom questions first and then allow him to answer the questions. So I think I'm going to roll with that. And Erica, you'll give me the signals on time? Okay, perfect. So we're going to start now. Woo! This is good, guys. <laughs> so we, I invited you all here on the Raising Confident Kids segment because the Currency of Confidence podcast, as you all know, is all about how to increase people's confidence and then convert that confidence to currency for their business or professional lives. So we talk about all types of topics that, you know, fit within that. Sure. And I came up with it because I I came up with it because I often get asked why I've been able to do certain things and it's because I just do them sometimes. And the, the first step to doing it is believing you can or at least believing right. it won't be a complete failure. And so that's what the podcast is based on. And I think my upbringing has a lot to do with why I have enough courage to do a lot of things. So I wanted you all to come on as like the parental experts <laughs> and talk about raising confident kids. So my first question is, was raising your kids to be confident and fearless a consideration or did it kind of just happen over time? Okay, I'll stop. Look at my beautiful mom, give it up for her. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hello. <laughs> um, yes, it was, it was considered. Um, one of the things that um, we knew as parents is that we wanted to pour into our children positive affirmations mm -hmm. and to make sure that they understood how to tap into their passion. And so we were uh, intentional in terms of seeking your passion and making sure that you guys could tap into it. So um, raising confident children, um, one of the things that I do know and that we need to understand is that the enemies of confidence is discouragement and fear. That's right. Yes. And so fear is false evidence appearing real. And so mm. we need to understand that we have to make sure that our children are not fearful. And we need to pour into them um, 
as, as many positive affirmations as we can. And as parents, we need to make sure that their environment is, is, in, is in, uh, positive as well. Yes, Dad, your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's great. Um, for me, uh, confidence comes from, I, I believe that the word of God is absolute truth. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that even when our children fail, you, you want to understand that, that um, Joseph, for instance, his confidence wasn't built in the palace, it was built in prison. But so when your children fail and things don't go exactly the way that they want them to, you need to affirm them with things that are in the word of God. Mm -hmm. uh, so the scripture says all things are possible to them that believe. The scripture also says you can ask anything in his name and it shall be established. And so while some may think it's old fashioned, I believe that when you, you will have exactly what you say. And, and if, if we really, uh, really understood what had happened in our life, we are the sum total of the things that we've said. And so when people say that I'm rich or I'm poor, whatever you say is the absolute truth. So we instilled in our children to confess those things that be not as though they were. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we, so, you know, my daughter, I don't know, I'm not supposed to go too far with this, but, you know, my, my story is real simple. My mother was a, was a drug addict, schizophrenic. My father was an alcoholic womanizer. I lived in Robert Taylor, Inglewood, and then ultimately South Shore. But there was always somebody even outside the family that was speaking positive things in my life. And so this is what I say to people that don't grow up the way Ashley grew up, grew up in a beautiful neighborhood, in a beautiful home, driving beautiful cars, wearing beautiful clothes. Uh, you can look for Dad, people. you're not going to tell them about the mean streets of Flossmoor? <laughs> I mean, I have a little street cred. Homewood isn't always that safe. No shade. Lord, <laughs> have kidding. mercy. Yeah. Just so, had to lighten it up a bit. Lady Lunchabell, she's trying to take some of your comedic <laughs> section. Yeah, so, so, so the issue is, one of the, if, I, if I were to say one thing on that question, mm -hmm. when you are not in a positive environment as a child, as, long, as soon as you're old enough, to get your children in a positive environment. When I, when I played sports, it was a man at my church at every game. When, when I wanted to know how to court a young lady, there was somebody in my church. And even though it wasn't in the home, uh, you know, they, they, they use this as some type of just saying, oh, it takes a village to raise a child. Uh, that, that's true. But if the village is corrupt, the child is going to be corrupt. Mm. So um, that's, that's what I'd say about raising confident children. And I'm proud of both of my children because they're, they're, they're contributors to society. And I'm, I'm extremely proud of both of them. But that is a direct result of telling them that everything is not a straight trajectory up. Sometimes there's going to be some pitfalls. And when they do, we're still going to affirm that they're going to come through whatever they're going through. That's what I think about raising confidence children. So that brings up a good point and a question. Um, and you all can feel free to applause this time. Mm -hmm. um, very good. <clears throat> so both of you grew up in very different environments than the ones that you created for us. Because mom, you grew up without your dad in the home all the sure. time. And dad, you grew up with both of your parents not being married. Right. So do you think that- well, They were married, people... they just weren't together. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, <laughs> when, when, when you think about people who say, like, I can't make it because of my environment, do you think it's an excuse? Or do you think that anyone can make it regardless of your environment, even if you don't see it? Because I, I get the whole, you can, if you see it, you can believe it. Yeah. But what if you really feel like you cannot see it? What do you say to those kids 
And what do you say to those adults? Because there's still adults that have told themselves narratives about their past that are keeping them stuck. Well, an absolute truth is whatever you continue to say, that is what you're going to have. And so uh, one of the things that I'd affirmed after having gone weeks at a time without eating is that I wasn't going to be hungry. And I'd also affirmed that I wasn't going to be broke. Mm -hmm. Our brother Paul and I, we talk about this all the time. The streets don't reject anybody. So if the church hadn't given me a vehicle where I could see men taking care of their families, if I, where I could see men loving their wives for real, that I could see men raising their families, uh, then I would have gone to the streets. I would have went to wherever I had to go in order not to be hungry. You, you see, we, we, we look down on people that do things that are not always in a positive light, but some people, it, not of their own volition, have, have found themselves in a situation where they digress to whatever's going on in their surroundings. In Robert Taylor, you have problems next door to problems, problems uh, you know, on top of problems, but the Lord blessed me to get out and, and put me in a home where the lady would always say, you can do anything you want to if you put God first in your life. So find a way to get children in an environment, and if you get them in an environment where people are speaking into their lives, it is nothing that they cannot do. And if a, a child is old enough, because I started working literally at eight years old, if a child is old enough to find their way to a reasonable way to create income in America, Mm -hmm. The truth of the matter is anybody can make money. Mm -hmm. Every day somebody is exchanging money with somebody. Somebody is selling something. If you can buy an apple for a quarter and sell it for a dollar, you have made a significant um, increase on that, on, that, on that revenue stream. And so making money does not make a person. We make money. Money doesn't make us. And so you have to teach. The, the issue becomes the value. So children, young kids are going to learn if they have it in them and if they get some affirmation, somebody's going to affirm them. If the streets will affirm them, then that's the, the direction that they're going to go in. So we have to find a way. And, and this is what I, I told my children all the time. You, you're not blessed just so you can have stuff. Stuff is easy. Cars are easy. Houses are easy. Money is easy. Investments are easy. But you're blessed so that you can sow into the lives of somebody else and let them know that they can make it out of any circumstances. That, that's why you yeah. do it. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. And it's also, you, you all are, I don't know if this is unique, because I have no clue what the stats are about people having a boy and a girl and kids in general. But um, what I was going to say is you all have had the honor to raise both a man and a woman. And mom, one of the things that I always have admired is how you gave me enough confidence to date confidently. So like I wasn't out here in these streets except in like, you know, McDonald's mm -hmm. burgers and in your dirty basement. You know That's what I right. mean? Mm -hmm. Like even before Chris, I just didn't date bums. Mm -hmm. And a part of that, <laughs> if we're being real. Um, a part, well, I don't know where they're at now, so, you know, never say never. But a part of that is, like, I always saw mom looking nice, yeah, dressing nice. Like, my mom's been fly forever. I never remember her looking bad. I never remember her speaking negatively about her outward appearance. So, mom, you know, and, and as a young girl, I remember being bullied a lot because I had braces and glasses and I like speech and debate, but I don't ever remember being broken ever. Hmm. Like, I remember being bullied but not broken. Like, I just thought those kids were weird. And I would probably say, like, mean things back, too. So I had a slick mouth. Yes. I'm like, that's cool, because I got my daddy at home. So, <laughs> but, like, I know now that was wrong. Forgive me, Lord. <laughs> but, but, Mom, what's your take on raising confident girls and raising confident women? 
Um, and then, Dad, I want your take on raising confident boys. Okay. But, Mom, how did you, how'd you instill that, especially when your kids are being bullied? Yeah. So, for one thing, in order to raise confident children, you have to be confident yourself. Mm. And you have to be whole. And so there, it takes a whole person to be in a space and a place to be able to raise confident children. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I don't remember, I remember being loved. I, re I know that my family, we were a close family and we were loved. And we were, we were taught, you know, to love one another. But I also recall being taught that relationships were very important. Right. And when you understand how to take care of relationships, then that makes you a, a person that don't necessarily have to follow because you have the confidence in knowing, okay, I don't need to, to be, I don't need to follow anyone, but I, I can lead. Mm -hmm. No matter what, what people are saying about you. One thing for me, I didn't, I, I, a lot of times I never cared about what people said or thought. And <laughs> so that, I never, I never, I never um, chased after yeah. what other people had yeah. because I, I, I was just, Thank God, I was, I was just, I was satisfied. I was content with who I was. And so by me being content as a woman, I knew that I could pour that into my daughter. And I could make sure that she understood her value and that she didn't need a man or anyone to give her that value. Yeah. And so, um, and, and I made sure that there, there, again, when we seek babysitters, I made sure that your babysitter knew that she had to make sure that she spoke confident yes, affirmations into right. your life. She would sit me in front of the that. mirror and, and be like, who's a pretty girl? Yes. Who's a pretty girl? You're the pretty girl. You're the pretty girl. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I've had all kids get this. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just a matter of being whole, being a whole person and yeah. being confident in who you are and you being able to pour that into your, in your, into your children. And, and yeah, you know, you, you were at the awkward age and, and the braces and all that, but you still was pretty, you still was respectful, you know, we, we, we had to teach that. But one of the things that we did in our home in particular was that we made sure we communicated. And that's, that's like a thing, yeah, taboo, we don't communicate. Mm -hmm. And we made sure that we sat down as a family and had dinner. I made sure that Ashley and I had girl days and that we went out together and we shared time. You have to, pour, you have to invest time in your that's children. Right. And so we had those one-on-one -on -one mom and daughter days and we went and we talked through things and what it means and, and, and all of the girly stuff. Um, so we did all of that. And she told me not to date. She was like, you can, yeah. she, though she was like, you can date if you want, like after you're 16, but you don't need to be in a relationship. So what a lot of people don't know is my longest relationship was my husband. I didn't date anyone longer than three months. After three months, I would make a decision or they would make a decision. Like, okay, this isn't gonna work, bro. This was fun, but no. And like with Chris, after we got to three months, I was like, oh, you're going to make it to four. He was the first dude to make it to four. And like, I also remember you saying things like, um, <laughs> like when I would tell, I would come home and be like, mom, well, this guy, he kind of lied to me. And he said he was going to do this. And she was like, so? You don't need him. You're not a charity. 
Like, she would always say that. She was like, you're not a charity. You're not a charity. And then my aunt, who's here, would say, and don't waste the pretty. And don't waste the pretty. Yeah. <laughs> so I think those things And it was help. important because, you know, as, as we grow up as girls and we want to get into these relationships and junior high or high school, mm -hmm. why? We need to be focusing on our school. We don't need yeah. to be focusing on a relationship that takes our mind off of other things. So that was my, my point of always saying, oh no, you don't need relationship. Not right now, that's not important. <laughs> yeah, that was good, that was good. I didn't waste too much time. So, <laughs> so Dad, a lot, we have a lot of women here, so I know we're running a little bit over time, but I do wanna get to this question sure. because you know, as a woman who, when I was in the process of looking for a husband, I really needed and wanted someone who was like, honestly, like my dad, which makes it really hard for my husband, I think. Hmm. But, but I also wanted someone who was like, who knew God, and I, I knew to look for character above all else. Like, I knew that if he had all these other flaws, whatever, if he had good character, yeah. we could work with it. But I got a lot of girlfriends here tonight, mm -hmm. and they out here dating some of these people's sons, and sure. I don't think they was raised confidently, mm -hmm. <laughs> the boys, that is. Mm -hmm. So how do you raise a man who can handle a confident woman who's not going to feel threatened by her walking in her power? Sure. Well, first of all, let mm, me just, let me just say something. Me. <laughs> um, number one, there are times when young men mature at a different pace than young women. Is that an admission? Yeah. I beg your pardon? I said, is that an admission? So that, that's true, that men... Yeah, that's truth. I'll, I'll give you that. Mm -hmm. So there are times, <laughs> there are times. So for me, as a dad, anything I invest in, including my children, yeah. I expect a return. And so when you expect a return, as a matter of fact, the scripture says, honor your parents on the earth so that things will be well with you. And I don't have an original opinion outside the scripture. So if you are looking for something else, you, won't, you really won't get it from me. Mine's come from, the, that's the only thing that has never went wrong with me, the scriptures. So honor, when you study it from a Hebraic perspective, it means to add to. So whenever my son is not adding to, then I'm subject to do what the scripture says do. Mm -hmm. Spare the rod, spoil the child. <laughs> and so, but even after sparing, you know, uh, uh, applying the rod, then you have to reaffirm so that he knows that, you know, you're, you're, you've been given all of this and I expect a harvest. And then you affirm him and tell him that you're made in the image and likeness of a tremendous God. And so all of those things ultimately lead to a confident man. Yeah. And so I could say now, for sure, there were times when I wanted to stop sewing in. There was th times when I st wanted to stop, you know, showing them, my son, different things. But now I see the manifestation of every seed that I've sown. Mm -hmm. and, and, and if we don't give up, the men will, young men will grow up. You see, one of the things that we do, we give up too soon in life in rearing children, mm -hmm. in, our, in expectations that are unrealistic. And sometimes uh, where we blow it is that sometimes we give our children too much. Mm -hmm. Giving them too much is often worse than giving them too little. Not me. You all can give any time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's true. You all have been amazing. Have they given good, good gems tonight? Have they given good gyms? 
so this is, this is an honor for me to interview my parents. This is a dream of mine um, to be interviewing anyone, really, and especially you all. And I want to say thank you for what you've instilled in me. Thank you for giving me courage, because when things get really hard in life, you know, when I get expensive water bills and things, and I realize I shouldn't have took all them baths as a child. <laughs> like, like I, I just appreciate everything that you've instilled in me, and it's... It's, it is always top of mind, regardless of what I'm going through, regardless of what it looks like. So for all the parents out there, like just know that you are, it's, it's a mighty work that you're doing. And I know that it's not easy, especially single parents, if we have any single moms or single dads in the building, but it will, it will pay off, it will pay off. And I appreciate it and I appreciate all parents because I know it's a, it's a journey, one that I'm not on, but that I look at and think that looks like a lot of work. So thank you, Mom and Dad. And be sure, you guys, this segment was sponsored by Cornerstone Christian Fellowship. That is where my dad's the pastor and my mom's the first lady. It's at 4101 Flossmoor Road, Country Club Hills, Illinois. I'll email you all the information after the show, but be sure to check them out. Come to service Sundays, 11 a.m., Bible study Wednesday, 7.30. And men talk at 10 o'clock a.m. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So speaking of that. For all the fellows in the building, our church implemented Man Talk at 10 a.m. every Sunday. So, ladies, get your men there. It's all men. I don't even know what happens in the meetings. Right. My husband doesn't tell me. So, like, I have no way of knowing. But it's been really powerful for the men. So, please do come out. Support this awesome church. And we appreciate your sponsorship and everything else. Yeah, yeah. Amen. 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 yeah of course. Of course. Yeah, I'd like to say just this. Um, my, my daughter picked an amazing husband. Um, Chris Kirkwood is an amazing young man. Amen. And so I love him, and uh, I, want, I want to commend her on uh, choosing well. And the first day I met him, I fell in love with him, and I knew every little thing was going to be all right. <laughs> yes, my husband's great. I'll, I'll talk about him more in the relationship segment. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, he's great. Hopefully we can get him up here if you all applause enough, but Chris isn't like... <laughs> See, they, they want you up here, too. But, um, but yeah, no, thank you all so much again. I really do appreciate right. it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, guys, so we're going to have Lady Lunchabelle come back out. Is she not amazing? Yeah. yeah. So we're going to have her come back out, and the next segment is Confidence and Mental Health. All right. Ooh, so that'll be good. Can we go with this one? Yeah, we'll be out. All right. All right, that was the Confidence in raising children or raising confident kids segment of my live taping, which took place January 19th in Chicago, Illinois. The people speaking were my amazing parents, Valerie and Keith Williams of Cornerstone Christian Fellowship. And as I said, that segment in this podcast was sponsored by Cornerstone Christian Fellowship, which is located at 4101 Flossmore Road in Country Club Hills, Illinois. And guess what, guys? We did not get a chance for you all to ask my parents questions, but lucky for you, I do have access to them. So if you have questions for my parents on raising confident kids and send them to me because we're going to have them back on the podcast to do a little bit more with that topic. So that's going to be really, really cool and a great opportunity. So if you have any questions about child rearing, raising confident kids, dealing with child rearing and bullying, then please do let me know. And for those of you who are all over the country, 
country listening, I want to make a really cool announcement. This year, we'll be doing um, a Currency of Confidence conference where you all can come in person, live and in person for a weekend with myself and the people who have poured so much into me. And the whole conference is called the Currency of Confidence Mind, Body, and Business Conference. And so we'll be discussing what it takes to be healthy mentally in your body and in your business. And we'll have real conversations and have enough time for us to get the wisdom that we need to sustain. You know, I think we move so fast and we always talk about profit. But the fact of the matter is when you have wisdom, when you have deep roots and when you're rooted and grounded and know who you are, you can go further in every area of your life. And it would be remiss for me to do a conference and not include wise speakers who can pour into your personal professional and business life. So if you have questions about raising confident kids, shoot me an email ASAP at to admin at passion, purpose and paychecks. That's admin at passion, purpose and paychecks. And I will be sure to get those questions answered when we interview my parents again. This was one of our most popular segments and people have said they want it more. So I want to make sure that I give that to you again. This is Ashley Kirkwood with the Currency of Confidence podcast, and I am sharing clips with you all from the live taping. And again, do not miss the conference. If you want updates on the conference, shoot me an email as well. We'll make sure you get on the initial invite list before it drops for everyone else. So I will talk to you all soon. Ashley Kirkwood, Currency of Confidence podcast. And as always, if you're an entrepreneur listening and need a lawyer, be sure to hit me up because that's what I do. Bye, guys.